0: The program we are about to present is a report on the Gay Liberation Movement. Betches Media presents... Gay. 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 gay and Lesbian. Gay. Homosexuals
1: come together.
0: Twyla! 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 Everyone's gay! Bless God
2: and bless the gays!
1: Hi guys! I'm Chris Burns. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And this is Everyone's Gay. It's true. It is. And today we have with us a very special guest. You know him from his advice column on Get Out in Get Out magazine. Thomas talks about, or you watch his YouTube channel. Shit, they don't tell you. Insects, Ed Thomas Whitfield. Hi. How are mm. you? Thank you so much. I'm good. How are you guys doing? Great, so good. Oh, most very importantly, so he's also um, a PhD student and a researcher, and very smart, a smarter than I could ever researcher. be. researcher. Does that mean you just have a lot of sex? Uh, and research
0: it? N- no, but afterwards? that's always what people ask. Yeah, probably. Is it, is it, he's, he's like, that's no, not, but. that's not
1: an original joke. <laughs> he's like, no, I'm actually working constantly. I'm in the library <laughs> fucking all night, but thank you. Yeah, yeah, pretty
0: much. I'm like, I work like 60 hours a week. So outside <laughs> yeah. of that, like all
1: I do
2: is read about sex. I haven't had sex in six
1: months. I've been yeah. here, I've been at the fucking library.
2: I'm sure, I'm sure you have to like get, you have to come to your conclusions from other people. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I guess it'd be weird to be self like that'd be too self-aware.
0: Well, I mean, some of these samples that I work with are like 150,000
1: people. Oh, so, wow. I mean, that would be a lot so of work on my hundred end. <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah. god, no, thank you. I could not handle. Um have you always been like has this always been your passion? Um no, actually,
0: I think I've always been kind of interested in sex. And then when I went back to undergrad, I started interning at a at actually the lab that I'm still at the research facility. And then I just kind of fell in love with it mm-hmm. and found out that it was this entire world that I didn't know
2: existed. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense because I think so many things are tied to sex, like in terms of like how everyone goes about their even day, you know?
1: Yeah. So it was like
2: an interest in psychology that morphed into this.
0: Yeah, so I went back to school for psychology, and then I was like, oh, sex, psychology, and then at this lab, it's all sex and um, research that pertains to like gay and bisexual men, um, and specifically around like HIV and STI prevention work. Um, And I know that just like growing up, I had terrible sex ed, Mm -hmm. um, especially as a gay person. Where did you grow up? In
1: Michigan. Okay. The small town in the middle of Michigan, like. Mm -hmm. 3,000 people in the yeah. county small. Yeah. I grew up upstate and there was definitely no speaking of any sort of gay sex at all. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then I'm sorry, Okay, I was just trying to
2: get the grasp of where your sexual education was coming from.
0: Yeah. So I, so I went to Hunter college for undergrad and and then I just kind of found out that there was this entire world of, of, about sex and studying sex and researching Mm -hmm. it. And then just kind of fell in love with it more and more as I was interning. And then about, I guess my senior year in college, I was like, I want to get a PhD in this. I want to continue to study it. Mm -hmm. And now I actually teach the class at Hunter college that I fell in love with. Oh,
2: cool. So that's really cool. You moved to New York and fell in love with sex. I mean, <laughs> wow!
1: You're gonna get like a Bravo show. <laughs> oh my god! I you can know, because whenever there's like a hot doctor, I'm always like, that he's gonna get like a Bravo show. <laughs> yes, I I'll mean, do it if anyone's listening. There's, <laughs> there's like this hot veterinarian I follow on Instagram, and he's insane and very annoying. Well, we actually. just had we just had the manscaping. I know exactly who you're talking you about. Know? What is his? What is um. Evan, Evan Anton, or something yeah, like yeah. I stopped following right, him because I thought it was kind of annoying. He's very annoying. and then sometimes i will like post like him giving surgery to like cats. and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but he announced that he has a fucking show coming out on Animal Planet. I'm
0: surprised that it's taken this long for him to get a show. He is ridiculously attractive. Yeah. like um, it is
1: do you know who we're talking about? No, Brian? I do not? I'm gonna pull him up, and yeah, show please. You. he's he like he' insane. He's why like, is he annoying? You'll, he's just like very corny on his thing um and he'll like make videos of his cats talking to each other but he plays the voices
2: it's funny when you look at pe- like hot people's instagram you can tell that they have no social skills like so not all of them obviously but yeah. like certain ones I'm like oh you're just an attractive person
1: i'm showing brian the picture okay okay no show him a shirtless he's one handsome there yeah hold on you no got he's, great teeth of course he's hot as fuck oh yeah he's cute i mean his body is insane he, hold on he like posts, who took that picture he also posts like thirst traps who took that picture i want to find a name. Nice... what's his
2: handle so we can say if our listeners if, like they know who we're talking about
1: it's people do i've had people dm me about him before because <laughs> i talk about him with them someone just dm'd
2: uh, uh, us and was like i don't know if you've heard of him but you know he should get on oh wow uh yeah wow yeah mm. I don't know if you've heard about it you should get um Gus Kenworthy on I'm like no fucking shit oh, I we haven't should. heard of Gus Kenworthy and who's like, that uh,
1: like who like no I haven't tried he asked to be on we said no yeah <laughs> we were like no
2: sorry no like,
1: sports like, you know who you should get on Barack Obama it's <laughs> like uh, yeah. Um, if you guys have a connection to get Gus Kenworthy, you can, if you want to ask him for I've seen us. his boyfriend in Fire Island before. We actually did talk to him once at that thing.
2: Oh yeah. And we talked, we had, we like kind of in a weird way. Had yeah. We kind of had sex with him basically. <laughs> no, we had him on the we podcast. We had a relationship with him. <laughs> kind of. Cause we recorded him speaking and then put it on our podcast. So. And
1: then I had sex with him. So technically he's kind of been on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Technically he's been on the podcast. Yeah. What are we even talking about now? I'm all in a blur <laughs> because of Dr. Evan Anton. <laughs> It's a lot. Uh, yeah.
2: So you you, well, you have like research areas. Yes. And one that you have del- delved into is prep. Yeah. What is
1: What is prep for those who don't know? Yeah. Someone who has no idea what prep is pretend that that's who you're talking to because you basically are i mean that's fine because i do that all the time Mm -hmm. um
0: some of the work that we do at the research center is actually like these one four and eight session interventions and a lot of the guys that i talk to are at risk for hiv and have no idea what prep is but what prep is is a pill that you take once a day that if you are at risk for becoming hiv positive it stops you from becoming hiv positive Mm -hmm. so it's a um it's a preventative
1: medication that you take um and you can just... Anybody can go to their doctor? Um, I mean... N-
0: yes but no there are so many barriers like if you live in a city like New York or Los Angeles Mm -hmm. or Chicago super easy to get but if you're living in the Midwest or even some places in Long Island one of my friends sent me a text the other day and he's like I've been to four doctors and no one will prescribe me prep anyone that can write a prescription can write a prescription for prep but there are a lot of doctors that just won't do it
1: that's insane
0: is it because of the three month follow-up thing or is it so yeah so that's part of prep like that's a big barrier is that to go on prep you have to go back to the doctor every three months Mm -hmm. to get a refill they're also supposed to check in with you on our do you have any STI symptoms and then every six months you're supposed to get an STI test and an HIV test so that is a barrier for some people just because they don't want to go to the doctor every three months which is understandable you 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 also
2: have to fucking pay your health insurance bills
0: right so health insurance is another thing like Like, I have
2: health insurance and I go to the doctor and I still have to fucking pay shit like what the fuck
0: yeah and then having to Get like blood work and other testing like it can be expensive Mm -hmm. especially if you don't have health insurance now in New York City there are places like and Lord where you can get it for free Mm -hmm. you know and they work with anyone of any income to get them prep but uh, also doctors will be like no this is um, this is for HIV like you need to go to an HIV specialist and then people will try to go to an HIV specialist and they'll be like you don't have HIV you don't come here for this so people kind of get thrown back and forth or some Doctors don't know what it is, think it's unsafe, or are not familiar with um, sort of gay medicine and won't want to prescribe it. And will think like, oh, if I prescribe you this, then you're just going to have a bunch of anal sex with people and not use condoms. And you should
2: just use condoms. Is that is that a result of PrEP, though? Because like I feel like, I, at least I, I I think sometimes people become less concerned with using condoms if they are on prep? Has there been, like, you know any like cultural change or like repercussions because of that? So there has been a lot of research
0: that has looked exactly at that question. So do people's behaviors change once they begin taking prep?
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: the research has been back and forth. So there has been research that has shown that um like condomless anal sex or risky sexual behavior goes up a ton when people start taking prep, but then it's also shown that it then levels off and goes down. So almost like people kind of get this high off suddenly like, maybe. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, give it to me, whatever. Yeah, and yeah. they're like, good. And then they're like, oh, maybe not. And then. Because uh, they probably get an STI. I mean, yeah, yeah that's, so <laughs> that's, that's with a big anything, thing, though. Yeah. yeah. So that's one of the big things, too, is that someone will get an STI and be like, oh, so it's not HIV, but like syphilis fucking sucks. It still mm. sucks. And then they'll be like, okay, maybe I'm just going to go
1: back to condoms. Yeah. yeah, it only prevents against HIV. Correct. Right.
0: Yeah. So PrEP only protects against HIV. So you can still get everything else. Yeah. Um,
1: But it's still better. I mean, yeah, I feel like having two, two forces against something is better than just the one.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think PrEP is amazing. Um, I mean, for people that are at risk of seroconverting, I think it's awesome. When people decide that they're going to go on PrEP... Wait, with with at risk of what? Seroconverting. So, Mm -hmm. sorry, seroconverting is when you go from HIV negative to HIV positive. Mm -hmm. So, your HIV status is your Mm status. So, Mm -hmm. seroconverting is going from one status to the next Mm -hmm. um, or to the other. So, my thing is that... I think it's risky when people decide to go on prep and just like forego condoms altogether. Yeah. Um because it really like it does open you up to a lot of other stuff that can be really bad for your health as well.
2: Yeah.
1: Wow. Yeah, and herpes fucking sucks. That's just for life. Yeah. Herpes, HPV, yeah, all yeah. of that. So this is
2: related to prep, but also not. Um if someone is has hiv Mm -hmm. but they are undetectable Mm -hmm. is that the right term Uh, I mean, it it depends what you're talking about, but undetectable would be... Like someone
1: on Grindr that says like HIV positive undetectable, Yeah, for example. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? So undetectable means that your viral load is so low
0: that if you were to go and get just like a finger prick test, you would actually show up as HIV negative. Mm -hmm. So what it means is that you have the virus in your body, but your viral load is so low that it is nearly impossible to transmit HIV to anyone. Mm. Uh, And does that last... So it depends on how you adhere to your medication. So if you are consistently adhering to your medication, Mm -hmm. then you will stay undetectable. However, there has been some research that has shown that like people bounce back and forth between being detectable and being undetectable. Like viral loads change. Despite being on medication? Yeah, because people's adherence is difficult. So not everyone that is, you know, I mean any medication that anyone has or even a multivitamin, like people sometimes miss days. Yeah. Like it happens. Yeah, Um, totally. There's also a lot of psychological aspects to being HIV positive. Like I've talked to a lot of guys within my research and the work that I do that hate taking their medication every day because it reminds them that they have HIV Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so I mean there are a lot of different barriers and also if you're taking your medication you're feeling better you're feeling really healthy so you could think oh I don't need this
2: you know you see that a lot with people when it comes to mental health as well yeah yeah that's what I was gonna say but so like I'm just trying to like throw like an idea about this uh, stigma stigma so if you are HIV positive and you're taking the proper medication and you're undetectable Basically, like, like, it's like people shouldn't be afraid. Oh, they
0: should 100% not be afraid at all. Like, if you are undetectable, the chances of you passing HIV onto anyone are very, 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 very low. Mm
1: -hmm. And if you're using PrEP and condoms. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing that's really difficult about even talking about PrEP or talking about HIV is it's difficult to talk about it in a way that doesn't stigmatize people that have HIV, even if that's not the intent.
2: Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I have a friend I feel like who is positive, and I feel like he always will like bring it up kind of in the first conversation he has with people. Cause, and I know that's the same thing that I do with other things, like things that I'm like self conscious about, I'll just like immediately put on the table. Um, <laughs> like, like what? Like, and like if I'm like feeling depressed, I'll be like, I'm fucking sad as hell today. Like, you know, <laughs> like, or if, like I just can't keep any kind of secret. So I just will say it instead mm-hmm. of feeling bad about it um but he says the same thing that he like just feel he can feel like people's assholes tighten when he says it so he always says it at the first thing so he doesn't have to like worry about that moment Mm -hmm. yeah one of my best friends is um actually similar
0: to that and he and i have had discussions how he doesn't know when to tell people that Mm -hmm. he's positive because he doesn't want to tell everyone on a first date yeah which is understandable like Mm -hmm. i don't want to tell everybody everything about me on a first date either but then he also feels like if he waits until the third date or waits until the fifth date that then the person is mad that he didn't tell them earlier yeah so he kind of struggles with like what the fuck am i supposed to do
2: i guess people struggle with that with if they have herpes or any other kind of like reoccurring
1: totally i mean it's tricky and that's why we have to be understanding as people Exactly.
0: Um, Education is power. You also (laughs) also
1: have a
2: lot of education and knowledge about porn, right?
0: Yeah. So some of my
2: research has also been around porn. Great. I'm going to ask you about it. But first, we're going to take a quick break. What happened to your long, strong, healthy looking hair? Bitch. You need Sugar Bear Hair Chewy Vitamins. Do not come for me right now. It's absolutely the best way I know to get longer, stronger, healthier, and beautiful hair. And while you're there, I want you to check out another awesome product from Sugar Bear Hair. I'm talking about Women's Vegan Multivitamins from Sugar Bear Hair.
1: Bitch, I cannot use Women's Multivitamins, but I'm pretty sure I can gift them. You know... I tasted them and they were delicious. Honestly, the sugar bear ones, I mean, I didn't have the women's one, but the hair vitamins one, I've had like six since we've been sitting here. (laughs) I don't know if that's recommended.
2: I don't care. I want fucking horse hair, bitch. Just two sweet gummy bites a day give you what your body craves to help you become the healthiest, best version of you. Scientifically formulated with essential vitamins and minerals often lacking in women's diets. Or gay men's that want good hair. Truth. Truth contains a total of 16 nutrients designed to promote total body wellness
1: honestly the healthiest thing that i do is probably eat those vitamins
2: sugar bear hair and the new woman's vegan multi is the amazing way to get a little bit of everything your body needs in two
1: sweet gummy bites i guess you're supposed to only take two because as i'm reading it does seem like you're not supposed to just Go to town on them, so I guess keep it to two. Go to sugarbearhair.com slash gay for
2: amazing hair and a healthier you. That's sugarbearhair.com slash gay. Sugarbearhair.com slash gay. And we're back. And we're back. There you go. (laughs) We are back. (laughs) We were were trying to figure out the most natural way to do it, and that was
1: it. That is. I liked it. That's how I always uh, come back. Mm. to every room when i enter a room I just (laughs) and i'm back (laughs) oh my god at home no one's there (laughs) i walk yeah it's so annoying my roommates just (laughs) fucking can't stand me
0: so you go by thomas tommy i I go by thomas uh my dad's name is tom so there was Mm -hmm. like i used to go by tommy when i was growing up and then becoming an adult Mm -hmm. um i thought about going by tom but it's just weird like i can't do it feels like your dad yeah
1: i have my dad's middle name but not my uh not his first name obviously not obviously <laughs> but you know i uh, just <laughs> say <saying. laughs> obviously i always think it's weird that i have my dad's middle name because i have an older brother and i'm like why did you not oh that is weird hmm. so i had
2: a friend who had two older brothers and his name his his name was ron ronald and his dad's name is ronald he was like we ran out of names
1: yeah. i'm christopher william but my brothers james anthony and i was like why would jim not have the why would you not give him dad's name and my mom was like well we just wanted to make sure because my mom's italian but my dad is not and she's like we just wanted to like keep some italian in there and i was like so you just picked a name at random and threw it in there (laughs) Anthony is not italian
2: (laughs) um so you also have a vast knowledge of uh psychological and behavioral outcome of different types and frequencies of pornography consumption i just took that from your bio that's why yeah
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, One of the research studies that I conducted actually looked at um, the effect that porn might have on body image, anxiety, and depression. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm guessing a lot. uh, Yeah. So, I mean, it specifically was looking at gay and bisexual men and their pornography consumption. Mm -hmm. Um, And what I actually found is that for those that feel worse about their body, they have more anxiety and more depression based on the amount of pornography that they watch.
2: So if you watch more porn, the and I you
0: feel you. worse about your body, the more anxiety and the more depression you're going to have. Wow. Hmm. That explains a lot. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> Um, and and gay men watch a lot of porn. Yeah, what's yeah. the average? So um, so the average really ranges, and studies say everything from like the average gay man watches five minutes of porn a week, all the way up to the average gay man watches six hours of porn a week. So That like, is a lot of fucking porn. Wait, wait, porn. what's yeah. the first number? Like five minutes to six hours. Uh-huh. Like the research on pornography is really all over the place. It's really difficult to get studies that have like consistent findings across them. A lot of it has to do with the sample
1: and where the sample is from wow yeah that's five minutes it's not correct for me at least six hours and six hours is fucking crazy that's a lot do you have a job <laughs> yeah what are you wow, doing what are you doing i guess it's like an hour also, i want to know your like internet
2: plan because I <laughs> wow. what what constitutes like porn
0: addiction so i so i don't know if porn addiction is something that actually exists um you heard it
1: here first bitch that's the team but
0: when i think of addiction in general because it's also like it's a very hot topic of if sex addiction exists or not which is actually what my most recent advice column is about um but the way that i think of addictions overall is like how is this behavior negatively affecting your life so are you watching so much porn that you can't be in a relationship that you can't Mm. keep a job that like your dick is raw yeah um, like are you just staying in your apartment all the time? like how is it affecting your life mm-hmm. um, and if it's not affecting your life in ways that you're uncomfortable with, then you're probably fine
2: that makes sense to any yeah. addiction, really, I guess yeah I mean, I drink every
1: day, but I'm very fu- I, in the morning no I'm just kidding no <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, but I'm so functional yeah, no, That's I mean, fine. I probably drink more than I should, but i don't everyone drink I'm not if drunk I... during the day I like no. will have a drink at nighttime when I get home. I don't know. I guess it's not the same thing. I'm just talking (laughs) about... Is there like a... Is there like an idea of
2: like types of porn versus... Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So we... So I've actually run
0: other um, analyses that I have not published yet. But specifically... Oh, you heard it here first? Yeah. Specifically with gay and bisexual men. um, The type of porn that you are searching for can influence how you feel about your own body mm, so if you are searching huh, very interesting yeah if you're searching for a specific body type whether um, it's like twink porn or muscle porn or daddy porn anything that comes with like a a, a body type associated to it can help you or it can lead you to feel um, more negatively about your body image mm. if it's not um, the same as
1: yours. Huh. what about like people that like straight guy porn you know what i mean not straight guys but like but like like, like, like gay for pay yeah because like that's the, always like a very hot topic or like a, uh, a, a yeah top. like
2: the sh- he's quote-unquote straight guy gets tricked into having sex yeah, with yeah. his hot like daddy. broke straight
1: boys you know what i'm talking about Yeah. don't act like you don't know what the fuck i'm talking or about or check bitch. check check finder or something check Oh, check hunter. Check hunter. <laughs> so, you know, I've never seen a finder. It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> check um, so finder. that That's is me. something
0: that I don't know that. Um, so we looked at like, what are people's search terms?
2: Oh, okay. Uh, what about like bareback? What does that mean? Oh, um, what does bareback porn mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, like you said, like types of people. Right, so we, not but, what does it literally right, mean? Right, so <laughs> yeah, what is bareback porn? I was like <laughs> Brian.
1: That, that means when you have sex a fucking newspaper.
0: <laughs> I, I know. I was like, um. Uh, so I did do another study that has to do with bareback porn, uh-huh. though, and we found that um, that gay and bisexual men who watched more pornography, where a higher percentage of it uh, was specifically bareback porn, engaged in more condomless sex in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, so sort of like m- perhaps mimicking porn, but there's also the argument of like are they watching bareback porn because that's the sex they like to have or is bareback porn influencing their behavior and that's a really difficult causal relationship to sort of tease apart
1: and figure out. I don't really get the draw to bareback porn. Like I don't. You don't. I mean. I mean it's like I just don't. I'm like it looks the same. I think
2: I think maybe it's like a mindset
1: because it's like oh I as a
2: filmmaker <laughs> <laughs> when, as when a filmmaker <laughs> and a former bareback porn star um when i see a condom i'm sometimes i think oh they went they
1: like were like okay now to put on a condom see you when I, I see mean? a condom i'm like oh they're really having sex sometimes when it's bareback i'm like it's mm. simulated you know interesting oh i mean i don't know what porn i don't know watching. if porn is actually simulated but there's an episode of seinfeld when there's like a, a whole episode joking where Elaine's like a porn star. If anyone knows what I'm talking about. And she like is like, it's always simulated. And but it's like and then as like a thirteen year old or whatever saying that I'm like, Oh, I I didn't know it was fake. Well I think but a lot of like, like, that's it like softcore straight porn, that's like would come up that's
2: like what would come up on like uh like HBO at late at night.
1: Remember, like when we were younger. Oh, oh yeah, yeah when like, you, like real sex. Yeah, like and it was like quote unquote real <laughs> sex, and, and it was, yeah. we didn't actually have fucking HBO or any sort of cable, so I'd have to watch it through like the broken screen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember. <laughs> It'd I remember, be so fuzzy. <laughs> yeah,
2: I remember one time we were, I was watching with like like I was watching porn with like a friend in like, like middle school maybe like early middle school. Oh, I was because it, it was like sleepover and it was on at night, and I, I was bet. like, oh, I hate. I don't like the girl on girl ones because I <laughs> I like the movement of the guys. It's <laughs> like no, I
1: just like clearly want to see a man's ass. But that's also like my. I have they also less... man's penis in Those yeah, they also have penis. But it is. I mean, I feel like I have um, watched a decent amount of straight porn. Like, that
0: that's mostly what I watch, and yeah, I am yep. I am gay. Oh okay. yeah, and I, I watch the majority of it. I like it so much more.
1: Really? Why is why is that? Um, I I'm not sure exactly. I don't know why either, but yeah, same.
0: Really? I think that when I watch Gay Born, a lot of the time, it seems very, very, very sort of fake to me. Oh. And I just
1: kind of can't. And like, it feels, I don't like, know. Yeah, they're like trying to be be a gay porn, star. you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, but I also am uh, very aware that like straight porn is not real either. Yeah. Like straight porn is no more real than gay porn, but maybe because I haven't had as much straight sex I don't recognize that oh, it's not as real. Yeah. I don't know. Girls' voices just annoy the shit out of me in like porn.
1: I mean so. they rarely talk. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. how <laughs> I... in porn. No, no I know, I know what exactly what you mean. I realized that I was gay when I was like Googling I was like 13 Googling like how to mute just one person in a video. <laughs> how to just mute <laughs> no. women. Because I'm like stop screaming well, I'm know, trying to hear him breathe hard it's so funny I know a lot of lesbians
2: who watch gay porn
1: Same my friend's a lesbian And like loves watching like guy sucking dick I wonder what, what is that Do you know I and you have Your have research no idea. has not gone there yet. Yeah, I
0: don't work with the lesbians. Oh, <laughs> just wow, <laughs> wow. Still friends with the show. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm just kidding. I love lesbians. It's we just, know, not, part the, just not part of the. It's not part of your thing. You know, they're not at risk for HIV the way that gay and bisexual men are, so they haven't come up in research. Yeah.
2: I know that. Uh, we, oh, so our um, listener question is about bisexuality. Someone, it's actually not. not about bisexuality, but it's from someone. Bisexual. Love bisexuals, and so we'll get to that after this break but I also wanted to ask you about bisexual men.
1: Sure. We'll talk by after the break. Oh. Cr- All right, but I want to talk to you about something serious that we talk about on the pod and that everyone in the city always talks about and it's going to therapy. Oh, I thought you were going to say the subway. That too. I mean, that could be your therapy, but I don't think it'd help. I've never actually been to therapy. I grew up in a family that doesn't really believe in therapy. So I've always gotten super anxious about the idea of having to sit down and talk face to face with a stranger. But BetterHelp is an online counseling system that's there for you and me. And you don't actually have to be face to face with anyone. Yeah, so they have licensed professional
2: counselors who are specialized in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, LGBT matters. Wow. Grief? Um, Self-esteem? Hello. Self-esteem. It's available worldwide. You can start communicating with a counselor in under 24
1: hours. Wow. It's available on desktop, mobile web, Android, and iOS apps. You can text. You can chat. You can go on the phone. And if you are someone that doesn't get anxious about being face-to-face, video chat. Wow. Hot. It's secure, it's convenient, and of course, professional with financial aid available for those who qualify. Wow. So best of all, it's a truly affordable option. Like you said, Everyone's Gay Listeners
2: gets 10% off your first month with discount code GAY. So why not get started today? Go to BetterHelp.com GAY. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you'll love. That's BetterHelp.com GAY and we're back with thomas whitfield hello (laughs) (laughs) um well he just told us a a little bit like before we get to our question and a little bit back on porn which i we had a conversation during that break which i found stimulating um you also have Uh on your youtube page you have
0: i've interviewed a few um porn stars people that do gay porn people that do straight porn
2: and yeah they kind of like hold back the curtain Uh
0: yeah, pull back the curtain a little bit. Yeah, and just talk about a little bit about like what the experience is like actually doing porn. And I mean, these are real video shoots where people are filming for like five or six hours at a time. So like this, like most people are not having sex for five or six hours at a time. I know I've never had sex Mm -hmm. for five or six hours at a time. I
1: do it every single day.
0: Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And uh, so, I mean, so much of it is not necessarily that it's fake as much as much as it's like about getting the shot and
2: the lighting yeah. and the angle. You know, it's really hard to get your face and dick in the same shot, let alone lit lit perfectly. I mean, there's a lot of stretching involved there. That makes sense. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot That's of awful. like, but like th- those <laughs> bottoms must be hungry by the time they finish filming. I mean, you, <laughs> do they say anything about the prep for that kind of thing?
0: Oh, that's a good question. I have not asked about that. I've asked about like staying hard the whole time. And they've told me about how there's like an injectable Viagra Uh that they actually inject with a needle into like the base of the cock that keeps it hard the whole time. Not enough money in the
1: world.
2: I think gay porn
1: stars probably get paid more than straight porn stars. Right? Do we know? I think that it depends. There's like different things. I think you get paid more for bottoming than you do for topping.
0: Really? I have no idea if that is true. Maybe because you're not. hungry all the time. I mean, like- this
1: is things that I saw in that <laughs> documentary on Netflix, the one "Hot Girls Wanted." So but it's about good, straight, straight porn. So I don't know. Anyways, I thought that was interesting. Uh, Chris, do you want to read our? Yeah, question? we have a little listener question. Hi, is this from a boy or a girl? Oh, this is from a lady. Hi, I love the podcast and wanted to write in for some help. Please tell me I'm normal. I can already say that you're probably not if you're writing into our podcast. Oh, that's not true. None of us are normal. That's true. You fucking idiot. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) This is why I'm not allowed to read the question. I'm a junior in college and I just came out to my close friends as bisexual. I've been aware of my sexuality since early high school, but have never acted on it or told anyone other than a therapist. But I recently felt like I could finally come out to them and it felt really great. The week after I was at a party and a girl who I have known as gay came up and started coming on to me. I've never been attracted to her, but I was hammered and she was coming on super strong. I ended up telling her I'm bye and she kissed me and then continued to kind of follow me around the party all night as I was kind of trying to dodge her. I don't even really remember how it happened, but we ended up going back to my house and hooking up. I wasn't really that into it because I am not attracted to her specifically and I ended up being kind of an asshole to get her to leave. I feel really ashamed and weird about it. Part of which I think is a bit of internalized homophobia, but I feel I also feel a little manipulated and uncomfortable now when I see her and I have not responded to her text. I feel upset that this is my first sexual experience with a woman and now I feel kind of discouraged from putting myself out there with other women. I'm more hetero on the spectrum and I'm content being with a man when I am, but this is just really bumming me out. Is it normal to feel upset about having a bad experience in my first gay hookup? How do I deal with feeling kind of grossed out about it? Help. Um, I sobbed after my first gay hookup, so. Oh, did you? Yeah. Like my first like real gay hookup. I, like, sobbed and called my friend and was, like, I just made the biggest mistake. Oh, um, you know what I did is I...
2: It was, at like, a... It was, like, a, it was that prom weekend. And it was, like, a sleepover kind of thing. Like, obviously, you're at a house. And we hooked up in the bed and we were in the... we Like, we knew we were sharing the room together. I ended up sleeping on the floor. Mm. Because I was, like, I don't want anyone to walk in and we're sleeping in the same bed together. Anyways.
0: I was, like, devastated after my first gay hookup because I was obsessed with the person. Mm. His name was Kurt... I was very in love with him for like two years. I was also like 15. Mm. I mean, so much younger than this writer. But I think that, I mean, I don't know, your first hookup, like you can't let that kind of determine how you're going to feel about the rest of sex that you might possibly have.
1: And I don't think that you feel, I mean, I understand how, I think this is a very normal situation you're feeling or how you're feeling about the situation is a very normal response. Because yeah. you didn't really like her, it kind of feels like she, like, pressured I, I also, you until you gave up on saying no.
2: I, don't, I did. She does. She say that.
1: I don't. Cause, I mean, she's saying she felt manipulated and uncomfortable. Well, here's
2: my thing: is if she was hammered, this other like not to like. I don't know the situation specifically. Like, I could be completely wrong, but maybe when you told you knew she was a lesbian and you, she knew that you that you knew she was a lesbian, and you told her that you were by. Maybe she thought this was you, like, kind of giving her the go-ahead. And also, if you say you're hammered, maybe she was
1: hammered, too. No, I'm sure that they were both hammered and that maybe sh- this girl writing in was, was like, a, as she says, an asshole to get her to leave. But it sounds like, I don't know. I don't think you should feel bad about making her leave. Mm-hmm. Like, we've all been wasted and in a one moment wanting, wanting someone and then the next moment being like, what am I fucking thinking? yeah there's never a bad time to say no no you could say no right before you climb yeah it. um unless part of it is, i mean feeling shamed and weird about it, i do think that's like a thing i think i definitely deal with internalized homophobia in general um like a lot and i think that that is like a thing that will come with the time you just came out i mean she says
0: i was i was grossed out um, feeling kind of grossed out and I'm wondering like what was she specifically grossed out about was it that she hooked up when she was drunk was yeah. it that it was someone that she wasn't really into was it just the fact that it was a female like what was it specifically that grossed her out because she could be having all of these different responses but it could be to one specific thing that might not be the thing that, that she's jumping to I also think that if you're like I mean, this is a little bit later nowadays for someone to be having their first experience. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it could just be kind of jarring to be like, Oh, I took this step and now I can't go back in the other direction. And that can be kind of scary. Almost like if you're going through a breakup and you're like, we just said that we are breaking up and now I can't go back. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. I get that. I mean, I was a very late bloomer as well. Like I didn't have my first gay kiss until I was like 22.
2: Gay kiss is when you go hey And then
1: you kiss (laughs) And then you go yes And then make out No um but I Like so I had come out like Two years before I ever did anything With a man at all Oh wow So I felt like I had like already Like I just knew if I did it the other way I couldn't like I said Like I can't lie about anything ever So I feel like if I had Hooked up with a guy before Coming out I would like go crazy Mm -hmm. um so like my first gay kiss was with the same situation like someone that i'd been pining over for so long and it was like i remember and now i mean uh, he's trash and i'll you know whatever now (laughs) now i'm like what was i thinking but at that time like that i will always remember how i felt like that night felt like like i live literally floating on a cloud it was like amazing and that I feel like will never be taken away, even no matter how many yelling matches we get into at bars still. Um, (laughs) Can you tell us your Kurt story? Um,
0: yeah. So, uh, I had been dating <laughs> so ridiculous. I'd been dating this girl that when I met you're at fifteen. Yeah, I'd been dating this girl that I met at church camp.
1: Oh my god! And
0: I know, I know, Bitch. it's it's, a, it's a whole thing. <laughs> and she was like, "You should talk to my friend Kurt." So clearly, she was like, "I think my boyfriend's gay." Yep. And then I started talking to this kid on the phone that lived like an hour and a half away from Bizarre. me.
1: Bizarre. She had you call yeah yeah so I mean this this was the
0: 90s like this was a while ago like this was the like 95 I was thinking this was like another boy at camp yeah yeah I mean this I was like 12 and um, oh my
1: god gel.
0: yeah and I mean I came out when I was (laughs) in 8th grade I came out very young and, uh, and I just started talking to him on the phone. And then I was like, oh, I think I have a crush on this person. What is this about? And we ended up meeting like two years later. And I, like, this was my first crush. So I was just enamored mm. by him. Um, and then we ended up kissing. And then, like, my heart was broken when I didn't get the attention that I wanted. Yeah. And I mean, mm-hmm. it, was, it was traumatic because I was also, like, super young and in love. And, like, I'm never going to meet another gay person. I'm in the middle of Michigan, yeah. which is just... Not true. I mean when
1: you're feeling like that, it really is crazy how terrible it feels and how like I I talk about this all the time, how it's so crazy when you feel brokenhearted, like there's no worse feeling, but when someone else tells you they feel brokenhearted, I'm always like fucking get it together, bitch. <laughs> like, you know, it's so it's like you can't even remember how bad it feels unless you're feeling it at the time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, breakups are the freaking worst. It's like arm. the worst feeling. They are. That's arm. when you hear people that are married for like 30 years and then they get divorced. I'm like, how are you waking up in the morning? Yeah, Like yeah. so if, much like, stronger than I'll ever be. Even if you be. know it's for the better. Like I've broken
2: up with someone and it was really hard. It was like, and we both eventually come to the conclusion that it was for the better. But like even then it's like fucking
1: terrible. Yeah, I just, whatever. So what I'm saying is I think that you... Need to have an experience with someone you have feelings for, maybe not hammered. Yeah, yeah. sober. i um, also not. I mean, I was pretty I'm, hammered during my first kiss, me too. but it was fucking amazing. Me I too. loved it so much. My my first kiss
2: with a guy I met. Um, I got like drunk by myself in my parents' house because I knew we were gonna meet at a playground near my apart near my my apartment Brian near was my parents' 11. house. <laughs> making <laughs> a fucking dirty martini I think I was, <laughs> to go meet his <laughs> fuck well, buddy. You know how like you know how like when you're uh, a little, I don't know maybe this is just me because I'm I grew up this way, but and so and so my parents wouldn't know that I was stealing their alcohol. I would take small sips of everything.
1: Mm. No, and, yeah, we used to do that shit.
2: Yeah, and so I ended up like getting like pretty tipsy. We went. To, I met and I'm meeting him and then I like kissed him and then he was like oh no You smell like uh, cigarettes or like You smell like alcohol I was probably like 14 At the time oh my god Brian <laughs> I've never been told that before oh my god <laughs> Or and then he was like or And you, and then he was like I don't want <laughs> and then I don't Think he wanted to do when it
1: when you were 14 You smelled like fucking 15. uh Cause I'm sure I like a well, you, know what, born. you know what it is I probably was like oh Hyping myself up to do this oh totally I was like very fucking anxious don't come for me, bitch. No, I remember setting up my this first kiss. I remember like planting the seed to be like, no, like you're gonna kiss me. Yeah, because he was like talking about something. I was like, I mean, I've never even been kissed. <laughs> like literally, <laughs> I was like l- planting the seed.
2: Um, also, so if this girl hasn't like, if you feel like this is more of like your own thing and you feel weird about it, I feel like you, if unless she did something like, I don't know if she did something super terrible or super pressured you, then. Feel free to fucking ignore her. But if you think this is some of your own shit coming out, she probably feels bad at this
1: point. Yeah, Or I think maybe you can just tell her the truth and be like, hey, I'm so sorry. Uh, That was my first experience. I was really fucked up. I wasn't ready. I just need some I'm sure they will
2: understand because most gay people do. And then if they don't, they're a fucking asshole, bitch, prick, person that you never want to talk to again anyways. Yeah. Unless you're me, and then I'd be like, "Fuck you!" No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, in terms of uh, bisexuality with men, do you ever explore how that plays a part, like bisexual men in the gay community?
0: Um, my boyfriend is bi.
2: Oh wow! Yeah. Was are there? You- continue. Was, was there any the- like conversations about his bisexuality as you were getting together? Uh,
1: we've talked about it a lot.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Is
1: are you open or no? No. this is a question okay no we See, that's are always my thing people are like oh bye and then you have to be open i'm like no bitch i would love to works. date a bye guy but yeah. you're done Nick, yeah, you're stuck no, with me no we're monogamous
0: we've been together for it'll be five years in march so it's been like a while mm-hmm. um and but i mean we have a lot of discussions about it like we watch porn together we've watched um straight porn together hopefully he won't get mad hearing this um <laughs> but that's always been something that we've had an open conversation about is like if you want to do something outside of this relationship like we're going to talk about it and we're going to have that discussion Um, and if you were ever to fuck up, like, this is what I would want to know. And this is how I would want you to tell me. Um, so we have an open enough dialogue that I know that if he wanted to be with a woman, which is whom he's primarily been with Mm. um in the past that like we would talk about it and either do it together or like he would do it and then we would go from there i don't think either of us wants the other one to ever feel like they can't experience the thing that they want to experience like we don't want to hold each other back yeah
2: do you think bisexual men face like a certain stigma within the gay community i mean i feel like they do within straight community that they're
1: like, oh, they're just gay. Yeah, I feel like it would be hard to be a bisexual man dating women. Yeah.
0: I absolutely so I think that if you are bi and dating a gay guy it's easier than if you're bi and dating a woman Mm -hmm. for sure because there's definitely this stigma that like it's so fucked up but it's like oh if you've ever even touched a guy's shoulder like you must be gay and you're just hiding it whereas like guys will be like oh well yeah she dated this woman for a year but like she's straight I know yeah
2: that is so true I my one of my closest friends she only had like like serious girlfriends and now she's married to a man with a baby and like people like don't can't wrap their heads around it.
1: I also had a friend that was like very, um, like she's just bisexual. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, it's, you know, sometimes it's just about the person. Yeah.
0: Or fluid or just doesn't care. Yeah. I I mean, we get caught up in all of these titles so
1: much of like, I am X, Y, and Z. Therefore I have to be a, B and C. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I used to have the biggest crush on this straight guy and we would hang out all the time and like there was clearly, I was like clearly there's something going on. Um, And then one night we were drunk and he's like, I think we have to talk about my my, like sexuality. And I was like, no, we don't have to. You're like, I'm out. I was like, I don't want to, like I don't want to know, like you know, I didn't want the illusion to be over. Um, And he was like, I was just like, anything above the waist is in game. It's just, (laughs) and I was like, okay. Um, and what does that mean? Anything above, like he'll do anything above the waist with a guy who the fuck says that. And I was like, okay. And whatever. And then ended up like two years later, we were like at the same party and we ended up making out, it was like a Christmas party. We were on the roof in fucking December And ended up making out. And I remember being like, oh my God, this is like, I've been waiting for this moment for so long. And it was the worst kiss I've ever had in my life. I literally, as soon as it's over, I was like, what? Can't believe how much time we wasted here. (laughs) Uh, Well, Thomas, thank you so much for coming. This has
2: been such a productive, informative conversation. Thank you for having me. Bring in the knowledge. Where can our uh, listeners find you? Yeah, so you can follow me on Instagram at
0: Thomas Whitfield Eight. For. Um, and you can check out my youtube channel at sexedbythomas.com but if you follow me on instagram like i post all the links to my advice column the videos all of that mm-hmm. kind of stuff so that's really the best place to find me
2: and you also answer questions
0: yeah you can email me any of your questions at thomas talks about at gmail.com um, and sometimes i will answer people's questions via video on youtube other times it might appear in the column of course, with your identity hidden. Oh, Aw. An, an anonymity. Oh, Unless like s- I'm mad at you.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're a fucking loser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do have to say, in because I'm a professional, I do preparation for podcasts. I was looking at your Instagram. I feel like... That felt pointed. What? I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm a professional. <laughs> I was not. I'm joking, bitch. I feel like you need to... Your your followers and our listeners don't realize how fit you are. Oh, my goodness. You walked in. I was like, oh, my God. He has fucking huge muscles <laughs> you need to post your muscles more man so like the I, fucking hot vet
0: so i appreciate this is that. how you get the tv show uh, girl i know i so i have like i have a couple shirtless photos um the thing is is like i'm still in graduate school i'm still in the process of like applying for all these internships and stuff so i have oh. to be somewhat aware which is funny because then i have like a sex ed channel where i talk about coming and orgasms and so i don't know i'm trying to walk the line without trying mm-hmm. to be a total thirsty bitch but so you once know. you
2: get your internship. Nothing yeah. wrong with You will post you. all of your Thursday. Yeah, posts. so
0: match day is February twenty second, so on the twenty third, like I'm gonna have an OnlyFans page. I'm
2: <laughs> <laughs> so stay tuned. So stay tuned. <laughs> Follow him to make sure you get that content. Good luck on match day. That
1: must yeah. be fucking nerve wracking. Yeah. All right. Well um, thank you, so you much. can find us. Oh yeah. You can if message us at everyone's gay on Instagram or email us at gay uh, you with you can, your
2: questions. And concerns, <laughs> <laughs> and you can find me at Pat Carey Bradshaw and me at Brian Russell Smith. Oh my God, I have to like, give Chris uh, a, sh- a, a nice shout out. Oh stop! He told people to follow Brian Russell at Brian Russell Smith in an Insta story for
1: glamour and gay. What do you say? For Com- so I've been very against. The, I've been very um, petitioning against certain accounts on Instagram. Yeah, uh, so I was making a list of. Other accounts that are better to follow Than other accounts And he included me And it was What was it? Funny and glamour? Yeah, I, I picked all my favorite like tropes of my Instagrams. So mine was so com- Brian was for funny and gay glamour. Oh, I appreciate it. I got like over 200 followers from it. Oh, so. great. Wow, thank you oh, so much. So
2: if you want comedy and glamour and gay glamour, follow up at Brian Smith.
1: <laughs> And if you want a fat slut with an attitude problem, follow Fat Carrie Bradshaw. And okay. at Thomas Whitfield because eventually you'll get some Yeah, traps. you should actually probably follow him the most. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank
2: you for listening, guys. Bye. 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 <laughs> Betches.